Hey folks, and welcome to this episode of Recruiting and Hiring Made Easy. This is Jen, and I am so happy that you've joined me today. Usually, I'll start out all my podcasts with telling you how great this episode is, and today is no exception. I think it's going to be really helpful for you, so I would suggest that you go grab some pen and paper and make sure that you've got about 20 minutes carved out to listen to it, because I think this will be really beneficial for a lot of you folks out there, whether you have never hired before, or maybe you're just really burned out on it and you just need to know how to keep the, the turnover from happening and you're tired of that revolving door and just want to get some ideas and tips on how to do it a little bit better. Maybe you just want to tweak your process and make it simpler. Well, that's what this podcast is for. And today is, of course, like I said before, it's going to be a great episode because we are talking about the top jobs that are really on the rise and you could possibly need to fill soon. And we're going to go over and talk about the different characteristics of each position, as well as what kind of questions you want to ask of each candidate when you do an interview. So we're going to really dive deep, but I don't want to take up too much of your time. So let's go ahead and dig right in. All right. So I'm guessing some of y'all have heard of a little platform called LinkedIn. It is one of my favorite ones. And I read an article just a few weeks ago. It was uh, published back in March uh, 2021. And they were talking about the data that they collected over the top 15 in-demand jobs in 2021. And then it kind of gave you a little bit of guidance as to what kind of skills were needed for each position. And really, what this is one of the better articles I've read, especially considering they really kind of give you tips on what you're looking for. They're not just blindly telling you, hey, these are the jobs, here's a list, good luck. You know, these are actual jobs that are on the rise according to how they collected their data and what they looked at and all that good stuff. You can go read the article over at LinkedIn. And I've also got a link in my show notes about it. And anything that we talk about here today, all of the questions that we are talking about, I'm going to go ahead and provide that um, just a little freebie for you. That way you can um, have it to print out. And if those are all the questions that you want to ask, then by all means, use them, please. Because when you're asking the right questions, you're going to find the right people. So this is really, really important. Um, one of the main things that a lot of people don't do is take their questioning seriously enough. And it's not a criticism on people. I'm not trying to put anybody down or anything like that. But as with all the years of experience that I had as a journalist that helped me as a recruiter, I learned that people don't really, they're afraid to dig in. They don't want to dig in too much because they're not really sure about where their limits are. So I thought it would be really helpful um, for a lot of folks out there, hopefully you as well, um, to go over some of these top jobs that you may be looking to fill, whether it's right now, maybe in six months, maybe a year or two from now. But at least you'll have a list of questions and what you're going to look for and the answers that you receive. So let's go ahead and get into these jobs. I am so excited. I love this part of interview or recruiting and hiring, just the interview process. So if I get a little excited, y'all, sorry, but here we go. We're going to get started. The first one 
is pretty obvious. I think we all saw it in 2020 and it shouldn't be too much of a shocker, but we are just overall looking for more frontline e-commerce workers. And those are the folks that are drivers, that are delivering packages, they're package handlers, they're personal shoppers, things of that nature. So they are the ones that are really helping people that don't wanna be in stores, that may not feel comfortable being out in public yet, or maybe just found the convenience of having everything delivered to them or shopping online. So these ones, um, the suggested skills for this position, according to the article, is time management, customer service, and leadership, which is awesome to have all three of those hands down, you definitely need. But I also thought of a couple other things. Realistically, what anybody would also need in any of these positions, whether it's a driver, a package handler, or a personal shopper. So one of the things that you need to determine is if they can follow directions. This is actually a really big deal because if they can't look at a list or be able to uh, accommodate people the way that they're being asked for, then that's going to be a big deal breaker. And so we want to ask questions regarding whether or not they can follow directions. And we also want to know if they're a problem solver. So in addition to their time management, customer service, leadership, and following direction skills, I don't know how you want to say that, but you also want to find out if they're a problem solver because there are going to be times where they're going to come into issues. They're going to come into contact with angry customers, or they're going to have to do substitutions or, or that sort of thing. They're just going to be out of the ordinary situations. So a problem solver is going to be really, really important. And they're also going to need a sense of urgency as well, especially the drivers. They're going to need to understand that sense of urgency on being able to deliver things on time between the time frame that is promised. They'll need to be able to um, go through and, and shop for them if necessary within a certain time frame by the time that they that the customer is requesting it. So there's a lot of different things to come into play. So one of the things that I have seen over the years time and time again is people will need these certain type of positions filled. Any company that you talk to and they're, they, they need these kind of skills and they need these kind of people, but they don't really know what to ask. And this is where people get caught up. This is where a lot of candidates are going to fall through the cracks and you're going to be able to make your decision much easier because when you ask these kinds of questions or these specific questions, then you're going to be able to pinpoint the exact person that you are looking for. And mind you, this is after we go through the recruiting process. So assuming that you've already gone through and recruited for the ideal candidate that you want or candidates that you want, we're going into the hiring process and we're going through the interview process right now. So these are just some great questions that you can ask. And these are the things that you want to look out for with answers and how they answer things. The first one is pretty obvious. I think we all saw it in 2020 and it shouldn't be too much of a shocker, but we are just overall looking for more frontline e-commerce workers. And those are the folks that are drivers, that are delivering packages, they're package handlers, they're personal shoppers, things of that nature. So they are the ones that are really helping people that don't want to be in stores that may not feel comfortable being out in public yet 
or maybe just found the convenience of having everything delivered to them or shopping online. So these ones, um, the suggested skills for this position, according to the article, is time management, customer service, and leadership, which is awesome to have all three of those hands down, you definitely need. But I also thought of a couple other things. Realistically, what anybody would also need in any of these positions, whether it's a driver, a package handler, or a personal shopper. So one of the things that you need to determine is if they can follow directions. This is actually a really big deal because if they can't look at a list or be able to uh, accommodate people the way that they're being asked for, then that's going to be a big deal breaker. And so we want to ask questions regarding whether or not they can follow directions. And we also want to know if they're a problem solver. So in addition to their time management, customer service, leadership, and following direction skills, I don't know how you want to say that, but you also want to find out if they're a problem solver because there are going to be times where they're going to come into issues. They're going to come into contact with angry customers, or they're going to have to do substitutions or, or that sort of thing. They're just going to be out of the ordinary situations. So a problem solver is going to be really, really important. And they're also going to need a sense of urgency as well, especially the drivers. They're going to need to understand that sense of urgency on being able to deliver things on time between the time frame that is promised. They'll need to be able to um, go through and, and shop for them if necessary within a certain time frame by the time that they that the customer is requesting it. So there's a lot of different things to come into play. So one of the things that I have seen over the years time and time again is people will need these certain type of positions filled. Any company that you talk to, and they're, they, they need these kind of skills and they need these kind of people, but they don't really know what to ask. And this is where people get caught up. This is where a lot of candidates are going to fall through the cracks and you're going to be able to make your decision much easier because when you ask these kind of questions or these specific questions, then you're going to be able to pinpoint the exact person that you are looking for. And mind you, this is after we go through the recruiting process. So assuming that you've already gone through and recruited for the ideal candidate that you want or candidates that you want, we're going into the hiring process and we're going through the interview process right now. So these are just some great questions that you can ask. And these are the things that you want to look out for with answers and how they answer things. And the key to every interview is not to trip up a candidate. And what I mean by that is there's this idea of someone sitting behind this big desk, this big intimidating desk, and you know they're the ones that, that control the room and they're the ones that control how things happen. And you know, it things have changed so much since then. And I think a lot of times people do assume like, okay, well, I do need to be confident and I need to be poised and I need to be organized. But there's a really big difference between wanting to get the right person and just trying to go for that power trip. And a lot of times I've seen over the years, people trying to do a power trip. And what I mean by that is they're trying to put a candidate in an uncomfortable situation, either by uh, trying to ask questions that are really difficult or don't really make sense 
or maybe they're just trying to get them out of their, their comfort zone to see how they react, which is fine as long as it's strategic. You can't just go in thinking, okay, I'm going to throw them off, tell them where to sit or ask them to sit wherever they want to or, um, you know, telling, asking them this random brain teaser question that they weren't prepared for, for a position that they don't even need it for, um, things of that nature. So we want to keep away from those. We always want our candidates to know what to expect. They don't have to know the questions necessarily, but they do need to know what to expect. So if you have a pre-employment or a pre interview screening sort of situation where you just want to be able to get your top candidates online before you even talk with them on a phone or reach out to them in any way. Some of these questions are really great pre-interview interview questions, or even if you want to ask them in the interview and see them actually work through some of these questions, then it's a good idea to give them a heads up on what the questions actually are because you, you want information. And you don't want them stumbling over their words or how to think about it and make them nervous because it's not going to give you a true essence of who they are. And you could be turning down a really great candidate just because you threw them, you threw them off guard. So these questions are going to be really helpful for you uh, if you are looking for anyone that is in this whole frontline e-commerce worker title area. All right, so I think... I've done enough disclaimers for you and gotten you into enough anticipation here. So let's get right into these questions. The first question is an oldie, but a really, really good, good question. It's tell me about yourself. Now, the things you want to look for here is it's just, it's really just an icebreaker. You don't really want to make too many judgment calls with this because you're just kind of easing someone into talking and learning how they communicate. Maybe they use their hands a lot. Maybe they like to um, be more visual and possibly draw diagrams, you know, that kind of thing. Um, different people are going to respond to this differently. So this is a really great idea to ask this question because, again, it is an icebreaker and it's going to put someone more into their natural state so that you can move on to the other questions and get their natural responses more so than just some kind of rehearsed or practiced answer. Um, it also gives you an idea of um, who they are, who they're going to be on the phone, um, their in-person presence, how they handle themselves, how they, how they overall present themselves. So this is just, you know, those are the few things that you can take away from the tell me about yourself question. The main thing you want to look for in this particular question about tell me yourself, tell me about yourself is you want to see if they are just repeating what's on the resume. If that's all that they're doing, then quite frankly, you can kind of cut the interview short because I call it an express interview. Um, you still want to ask the questions, but you don't need to go as in depth as you would uh, candidates that you would actually potentially want to hire. And the reason for this is because you have the resume right there in front of you. So you don't want to just ask or get get information about their resume that you already have. So you're trying to find out more how this person is in person and their, their phone presence and 
just how they handle themselves in general. So tell me about yourself. It's a it's an oldie, but it's a goodie. And I do recommend you asking this for any position, not just these frontline e-commerce workers, but for everybody. In particular, um, you want to ask them for this position for these kind of positions. So the next question that you want to ask is kind of a transition from the chit chat of who they are and you've gotten already an idea of their personality. Next, you really want to get into the nuts and bolts of this position. So you kind of want to get into an easier question, so to speak, but something that kind of transitions more into the position itself. So for the sake of just example, I'm going to talk about delivery drivers. So if you need a delivery driver, these are great questions. Um, They also help with any other uh, positions that you're hiring for as well, um, considering that they're all frontline e-commerce workers. But I'm just going to go ahead and pretend like I'm interviewing a driver. So the second question you want to ask is, what do you like most about doing deliveries? And assuming that they have some kind of experience with deliveries, You want to hear things like, I don't like being stuck behind a desk or I don't like being in one place for too long. Um, Not in a bad way. That did sound kind of weird, but, (laughs) but you know what I mean? They, They like to be up and about. They like to be involved. They like to be active and they, they like being able to be in the comfort of their car or a delivery car and being able to go up and, and, you know, pick up packages and put them on doorsteps. And, you know, they just, they enjoy the, the difference every day. Um, they also like to see new places. They like driving. Those are the kind of things that you want to hear from somebody that wants to be a delivery driver. So if you are in particular looking for a delivery driver, you do want to make sure that even if they're not, if it's not a full-time position or going to be something that you're going to have for forever, you want to do, you do want to make sure that this person is going to be good with driving. Um, some people, you know, they are looking for jobs and they will tell you what you want, you know? And so that's the hard part. But when they get excited about talking about things like, I like to drive, I like the road. Um, I like to not be stuck behind a computer all day. I can't stand being behind a desk. Those are the kind of things you want to hear from somebody that would be a driver. Those would be really great answers that you'd want to kind of pinpoint and look out for when they're answering the question, what do you like most about deliveries? All right, so we're moving on to more different types of questions here. So the next question that you want to ask is what job, if they have any kind of job experience or courses, uh, if they just got out of school. So what job or courses were your favorite and why? Now, this one is going to be very open-ended for, for many reasons. The main one being that your company is going to be different from another company's uh, requirements or necessities for a delivery driver. Now, overall, yes, they're all going to they're all going to need the same type of skills. They're going to need driving skills and customer service and that sort of thing. But this is going to get more into culture fit in the company. It's going to get into um, giving you an insight as to what they want in an employer. If they've had a job before and they've got work experience, they're going to be open and honest about their employer. You know, maybe their last boss was great. Um, unfortunately they had to leave or they got moved to another department and changed the whole company. Um, ask them why they like that, that, that previous manager, um, ask them why they like their favorite course, ask them 
more in-depth questions about what they're answering. And that'll give you a really good idea as to, again, their, their cultural fit within the company. So you want to make sure that they're a good fit for the company with the current employees that you already have, the vision that you have, the mission statement for that, for your company as well. And you also want to find out what they want in an employer. So unfortunately, I can't tell you that for this particular position, you want to hear XYZ as an answer because it's very open-ended. This is going to all depend on your ideal uh, ideal candidate and what you're looking for in that ideal candidate. And if they answer things based on what you're looking for, then that's going to show you that this person is closer and closer or further and further away from what you're looking for. And then in our hypothetical delivery driver interview, we also want to find out about how they handle difficult customers. So this one's going to be a little tricky. So this might require some role play on your part as a difficult client or a customer. And you're going to want to find out how they handle a difficult situation when something is wrong and they are just unruly. <laughs> they, they won't calm down. You want to find out how they're going to handle these kind of situations because the reality of it is that this position is going to have people that aren't, ang- that aren't very happy. They're going to probably be waiting. Some of them are probably going to be waiting for deliveries and pointing out things that are incorrect to the driver. That's just the driver, you know, the delivery driver, not even the, the personal shopper in most cases. It's just the person picking up and dropping off the products. And so you're going to have difficult people. And so you want to find out how they're going to handle those difficult people. You're going to have chatters, people that just want to chat with you because you're another human being and they're going to want to talk with you. So I think a lot of drivers have experienced that in 2020, but they're going to, you want to find out how they're going to react to this. So, you know, ask them, Hey, do you mind if we do a quick role play? We, I just want to see the situation with a difficult client and or a difficult customer, I want to see how you're going to handle it. Is that going to be okay with you? 99% of the time they're going to say, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's do it. So you're going to come up with some scenario where a client or a customer is very unhappy and they want their money back and everything was wrong. And you're going to want to see how this person reacts to it and how they control the situation. Because when it does come to this, this kind of thing where it's a complaint, you always want to listen. You always want to, um, respond and you also want to, um, understand. So you want to hear things from that driver. Like I understand your frustration about the situation or let me, um, see if I understand you correctly and having them repeat the situation and just making sure that they're getting all, all the information. These are really good for hypotheticals. And like I said, you do want to let the, uh, the candidates know that they are going to be doing a role play. So you're not catching them off guard like we talked about earlier. But you want to look for particular phrases like things like they, they understand or, you know, they, they, people just usually when they're griping, they just want someone to listen. And that's okay. But you do need somebody that's going to be patient enough to be able to do that and to do it properly and not just, you know, badmouth the company or, um, you know, completely agree with them and just, you know, let them have their way and, and get their refunds and all that. Cause obviously you're going to lose money. 
especially if the client is wrong. So, um, you know, you want them to, to, to really be true to themselves in that situation. So you could take a situation that you've made up, or you could take a situation that recently happened, whatever the case may be, this would be a really great time for role play. Now I've seen this in a situation where it's written down and you write out how you would react. But to me, that's not as true to character because most of the times you're not writing out <laughs> how you're going to handle a situation. You're just going to react. And those natural ways that people handle things is going to be a really big key to how this person's going to be for your company as a delivery driver. So this next question is probably best either during the application process when they're filling out the application online or if you have a pre-interview uh, pre questionnaire, this is when you'd want to ask it. It's not really something that you want to just tell somebody because it's going to have a lot of information and it's just going to get really confusing really fast. So you, you want them to be able to stop and think about this question for a few minutes and use all the resources that they need to. So they're not just sitting there kind of cold going, what are you asking me? I don't understand. <laughs> because this has happened to me many times. As a candidate, it's happened. But so what you're going to do is you're going to give them a list of four or five orders with times and locations, just showing them a hypothetical normal, normal, <laughs> I say that with quotes going on with my hands, um, day. Okay. So you want to find out how they're going to prioritize those deliveries. So for this hypothetical delivery driver that we're interviewing, we're going to give them the information that they need about with addresses and times, delivery times. Uh, we're going to give them maybe the number of items that they have or bags. So we're going to give them all this information up front. We're not going to leave a lot to guesswork. Okay. So we're going to give them all the information a typical driver would get and we're going to ask them to prioritize these different deliveries and it, you can give them the opportunity to use any tool that they want to, if they want to use a maps app or they want to use Google maps or their phone. I mean, it's totally fine. There is no cheating on this one because again, you're giving them all the information up front. So this is just going to show you more about how they prioritize and what they believe um, that the priority should be. And it kind of gives you an idea of why they are putting things the way that they are. So for example, you get a candidate to do this, right? And after a few minutes or whether you got it online or you did it on the application, you pull it out and say, hey, you know, these are the things that you listed as priorities. So can you explain to me why you prioritize them that way? So you're trying to find out their logic. You're trying to find out their reasoning skills. And this is going to be super important as a delivery driver because there's going to be traffic. There's going to be cut off roads, you know, Google maps and, and all those GPS uh, apps that we have. I love them. I mean, I can't live without them, but when construction happens or uh, things detour, um, there's traffic, things just happen. You still want to make sure that they are able to make a delivery or be reasonable about it and have it kind of make sense and flow correctly. So this is going to show you a lot about their logic and rationale and just how specific to detail they're going to be. All right. So this question in particular is really getting down to the guts of it all. So 
we're going to ask the candidate, what is it that you like about the company? Now, it may seem that the question, what is it that you like about the company is pretty harmless, right? I mean, maybe they just like the website or they like the fact that there's an open job, you know? I mean, not everyone always takes everything so seriously, but this question really does boil a lot of things down for you. You'll find out soon enough based on their answer if the person that you're interviewing is serious about the, the position and the company and if they are going to be in for the long haul. Because a lot of times someone just looking for a job is just going to apply for the position, practice their standard interview questions, possibly look at your website and just glance it over and then head to the interview. So that kind of person is just looking for a job. Someone that is really invested in your company that's actually interested in working for you is going to try to find out as, find out as much about the company as possible. And with so many different um, ways that they can do that, I mean, just through your website or social media, there's no reason that they can't find out more about your company. Now, don't if you're in a specialty kind of situation where maybe you uh, provide uh, parts for machinery or something like that, don't hold it against them that they may not understand the lingo or the industry itself. Because it, there can be situations where it's a little complicated and it may be very specific. But you're looking for that overall eagerness to learn more about the company because it shows that they're not wasting their time they're not wasting your time and they're also going to be more likely to stick around for the long haul. All right, guys, I promise we're winding down. This is the last question. Well, if you even want to call it a question, but the last thing you want to do in an interview is to explain the next steps. Let them know that if they're going to be considered for another uh, interview, there's going to be X amount of interviews they could anticipate. If they're not being considered, let them know that as well. Now, you don't have to let them know right there in the interview. Um, it's actually best not to do that because that way you can do all of your interviews and then make your selection the best with all the, the information the best way possible. So just let them know that there are different steps that will happen. Maybe you've got other interviews happening. Maybe they're the last one. You're making your decision within X amount of weeks. Whatever the case may be, just explain it to them. And then this is kind of the hard part, believe it or not, but it's keeping up with the communication with that candidate. Um, you would be shocked at how many people will spend an hour with somebody in an interview, um, giving them false hope or not even being considered for a position. And they never talk to them ever again. The employer does not contact them. They don't reach out to them. It's really sad. And it really leaves a bad taste in that candidate's mouth when they are kind of ghosted by an employer. And so it could possibly even lead to lost clients, but that's, that's a whole other, other episode um, I covered earlier. But you want to always keep open communication. Even when it's bad news, just let people know what the next step is and um, communicate it with them. It's really on you to be able to explain things to them, let them know your process, and then be able to follow through with it. All right, guys, here is a little bonus that I want to share with you that I didn't announce earlier because I wanted to make it a surprise. So this part is actually an interview for yourself. 
And this is something that after the interview is done, the candidate is gone, you, it's a good idea to leave a few minutes, maybe five to 10 minutes between interviews, especially if you're doing a, a lot of interviews in one day, because if you don't take time to evaluate right away, you're going to forget the information that you had. Now, even if you have it all jotted down, even if you wrote everything down, you're going to forget that person, unfortunately, and they're all going to start kind of, um, I guess, meshing together and you're not going to remember specifics because it's just the number of people that you're meeting. Even if it's only two, maybe you're meeting one in the afternoon or one in the morning, one in the afternoon, you still wanna take about five or 10 minutes right after the interview when you have a few minutes to yourself to, to evaluate and to interview yourself. And some of the questions you wanna ask yourself is, if they fit the job description, if you have to have it pulled up in front of you and look at it and line by line go through it, and check off things that they met during that interview, go ahead and do that. But you wanna make sure that they fit the job description because that job description, if you've listened to previous episodes, uh, you know that there's something called the ideal candidate, the five minute job description. Uh, I've got a lot of different tools on how to do that, but the job description's really going to um, ideally show you, show the candidate what the day is like and what to expect. And it's also going to show you what you're looking for in a person. And you also want to make sure that this person is meeting the requirements that you need for this position, as well as the company. And what I mean by that is, again, we're going back to the company culture. Is this person going to be a right fit for this company? You don't just want to hire somebody because they said one good thing in an interview. You want to make sure that overall it's going to be a good fit for them, a good fit for the company, and that they're going to meet the needs of that company. And that's a really important thing. And the last thing you want to ask yourself, and this is going to be the hardest question of all, it's going to be how comfortable are you being responsible, being that person responsible for hiring somebody and that's a tough one. That's a really tough one to answer because you can't just answer this with a maybe or a 50-50, you know, or I'll see. I don't know. They were pretty good, but I was worried. I had concerns. This is a yes or no answer. There is no, but there was something different. There is, there is no exception. If you're not comfortable hiring somebody and being responsible for that person for hiring them, they're not a good fit. And I'll tell you just from experience that sometimes fear will set in and you're going to take this question way too seriously and you're not going to want to hire anybody. And no one's going to seem to be a great fit because it's a terrifying question. <laughs> and so I get it. I've been there. I've made the mistakes. I know. And it's a really hard question to answer. But believe me, when you're able to answer this confidently with a yes, you know you've made the right decision. You know you've gotten all the information that you need. You know that you answered the, or you got the, the right questions answered. And you also got the answers that you were looking for in the interview based on the job, based on the company and everything overall. The person is just a great fit. And when you have that confidence level of hiring somebody, you're going to be more likely to do better in training with them and also being able to help them whenever they have issues or maybe they're, they're going through a hard time with the job, you're able to walk them through better because you understand them better. So 
The most important question that you can answer is how comfortable are you being responsible for this person when they're hired? And that, folks, wraps up this episode of Recruiting and Hiring Made Easy. I know that there was a lot of information that was thrown out at you all at once, so I get it. Uh, There is a freebie checklist that you can go download. The link is in the show notes, so go ahead and feel free to use those as many times as you want to. If you have any questions, I'd love to hear from you and help you out and answer anything I can help with. Go to my website, jenteagrejenswenson.com. And click on the contact me page and it'll send you right to where you can email me directly and I will be sure to answer your email personally. Don't forget, I've got a webinar coming up. It's going to be great. Look for the sign up for uh, for it uh, coming up here in the next few weeks on Facebook and I believe it's going to be on LinkedIn as well. So uh, check out uh, the different dates and times for that coming up. So very excited about that. And also, too, if you are a first-time listener, thank you so much for choosing this podcast to listen to, and I hope you will listen again. For anybody that is already listening to me for your fourth or fifth time or 20th time, whatever the case may be, thank you for tuning back in. If you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and get notified every time that a new episode comes out. And I promise you, I will give you as much information as quickly as possible to help you with your recruiting and hiring needs. So until next time, y'all, go out there, have a great week, and be a hiring hero, the one that you were meant to be.